For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Speaking Podcast. Uh, we are without Bill Spadia today, but we are joined by our new co-host, Jaggered. Was well, it a Cardi? Is it? What's- Weber. Weber, I'm sorry, I I have a Cardi in my thing. Chris, the new baby that came out of Kristen Weber is here. Well, that's how it works, Jessica. I don't know what you want me to say. Uh, And we also have Jessica Gibson as well. Uh, There he is. My goodness, look at your little baby boy. Mean mean mugging right now. He had a little bit of a meltdown, but he just ate, so he's okay now. (laughs) That's You know what? Uh, Men are not different. Like that, yeah. we basically stay the same. We have a good poop, and then someone feeds us, and then we lay there, kind of half catatonic, happily. That's that's basically what um, my life has been for the last two weeks. Well, let's just hop right into it. Number one, uh, it's has it been two weeks exactly now, or two weeks and two days? Today has been. It's been two weeks today. Two weeks that's, today. Yeah, my I don't goodness. know how, but. It went by that fast. Has, has it been a, like, because the what I remember about having the kid, and I'm just, you know, a dad is just adjunct. Like, we're like the, the annex part of the college. None of the real important stuff goes there. It's more like, you know, typing and that sort of stuff. Um, it just felt like those first, that first month felt like one long day that you just took naps every couple of hours. Yes. That's, that's exactly how to, I don't, I have no concept of time anymore. Like, thank God Jessica sent a calendar invite. Cause if you didn't, I would not know when to come to this podcast because how I, does I, week one compared to week two. Um, week two is it, it's getting easier. Um, but I keep hearing it gets worse before it gets better. So, um, um, we're at the point where <laughs> it is getting worse. Cause it's just meltdown after meltdown after meltdown and trying to figure out what's wrong. Yeah, it's it's and it's that guessing game because, you know, you realize the bait and why we are designed this way, I'll never know, that the only thing that they have, they have no other way to communicate except screeching at the top of their lungs. There's no gradient of, hey, you know, I'm a little I'm a little peckish. Can you get me a nosh? Right. It just jumps right to this is the worst thing that's ever happened in the history of the universe. You need to fix it. And I can't tell you anything more than that. Go. Right. And then it eventually gets to the silent cry, which is actually pretty scary. <laughs> they turn bright red and then a shade of blue. Right. It's like, oh, wait a second. Now I really don't know what to do. But um, yeah, it, it, I, I think we, we figured out um, which one's the poop cry. Oh, okay. Figured out the hungry cry. Um, there's another cry in there though that we, we haven't been able to figure out yet. We don't know if it's boredom or if it's just I don't want to be a baby today. I I don't know what it is. I hated being out. a baby. I hated it. I wanted to be a grown up so bad. All I remember about being a baby was being sticky all the time, and I hated it. All right, yeah. so uh, let's just get the stats out of the way. Baby was born what time? 
9.46 a.m. on June 2nd. Okay, a little late to work, but okay, we can deal with it. <laughs> yeah. uh, number two, full name is Jaggered. Jagger Frank Weber. For Jagger Frank. I like yeah. it. You go with the, like, the cool first name and then right down the middle, old-fashioned, could be a plumber exactly. name. For the middle. No, Frank, Frank's my dad's name. Well, I mean, Frank is a good name. That's a good, <laughs> you want your plumber to be named Frank, your carpenter, your cop. Exactly. You, and my dad, my dad was, is a retired officer. There, there you go. go. So that, that's a good Frank name. Like if you show up and, uh, you know, you're, uh, the guy who's uh, doing your artwork is named Frank. You're a little like, I suspect that this might not go great. If it's right. Francois, you go, oh, good. Uh, Okay, so um, weight? Uh, seven pounds, one ounce when he was born. Very nice. Yes. And yes. all fingers and toes intact. Yes, everything. That was actually one of the first things my husband did when he was born was count uh, all the fingers and all the toes. <laughs> We're good, guys. We're good. That's all we needed to know. Very nice. And yes. uh, so for me, the, the scariest test of all, because my wife's mom is deaf, was the hearing test because they okay. take them away and they do the little boop boop and see if he replies so i didn't know if i had the recessive gene or not because if i had the recessive gene all of our kids would be deaf right. so like i i could i had to pretend like i wasn't afraid at all because my wife would get offended because she'd be like there's nothing wrong with being deaf and i'd be like oh of course not there's nothing wrong with being deaf. and there isn't right but you still don't want your kids to be deaf if you can right. help it so uh i was very relieved when that happened so all the tests like the first set of tests, everything came back good. Everything, everything, everything was perfect uh, for him. I had a, I had a little bit of a high blood pressure after I gave birth, ah. so they, uh, they put me on magnesium for twelve hours. So it was epidural right into magnesium. So I was bedridden for thirty hours. Jeez. And I couldn't get out of bed for 30 hours. And I've never been hospitalized before. So, you know, you, you hear stories and, you know, when someone gets sick or you see someone old, you know, your relative in, in the hospital and, you know, catheters and IVs and all this. And then when it's you for the first time, I mean, I was I was petrified. It was awful. <laughs> I, I can tell you on some of my bad weekends, I might have clocked 30 hours in bed. <laughs> Not sure, but I might have. Jessica, I feel like you're just staring at the the little Jagger there. No, he's being so good. He's loving this podcast life. Right, right now, yes, he is. I think my uh, voice is just putting him to sleep. You're a very soothing voice, Jay. Jessica, how do you feel? I feel great. I finally feel pregnant because I got a bump since last time we talked. So. Nice. Yeah. And Jessica, you're what, two months away or a month? Seven weeks. Seven wow. weeks from D-Day. It's gonna go so yeah. fast, <laughs> like so fast. All right, well, this is the big question I have for you, Chris. Kristen, can you give Jessica some advice? And Jessica, do you have any questions? I mean, this, this is someone like literally just had a baby two weeks ago. What do you wanna know? Yeah, I mean, what's your secret? Cause you look amazing right now and you look like you have it all together and the baby is uh, peaceful. Yeah, no, thank you. Um, Actually, I shower every day if you can, because <laughs> they say you don't shower. <laughs> See, oh no. Um, I feel so accomplished just taking a shower every day, even if I'm putting on like sweats or like I'm putting PJs back on or whatever. You know what I mean? I don't know. I just feel better, so it's easier to take care of him. Um, I know that sounds so stupid, 
<laughs> but literally if you can like take five minutes 10 minutes to yourself and just like take a shower like it, it's it's a game changer but I don't I don't know I don't know about you but I know at when I hit about 35 weeks I was like get him out right now <laughs> like I was done I was not I, I just I couldn't do it and I was I was gonna be induced at 39 weeks um, but we saved the nesting part of everything till the end and I think that's what did it because I was never induced he, he came naturally I just started having contractions one afternoon and a couple hours later I was in the hospital. So I think that the nesting um, did a lot of that and triggered the labor. So if you're looking to get the baby out early, save your nesting for uh, you know the last couple of weeks. And didn't you take your maternity leave a little bit before he came? Didn't you start it ahead of time? I did not. I actually, um, so he was born Wednesday, June 2nd and my maternity leave was supposed to start June 4th. Friday, June 4th, and I was being induced June 6th. So oh, I waited okay. till the very, 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 very end. Uh, if I have more kids, which I plan on it in the future, I will never do that again. I will absolutely uh, take maternity leave at least a week or two before my due date. So if you haven't done that yet, I recommend at least giving yourself a week. So I told um, Bill and Jay had been nesting we had been like redoing a lot of the other like parts of the house not just like the one nursery and the contractors let me know that he will most definitely still be here not done the job by the time the baby comes so can't Great. wait oh well, now you, have, you have another sitter yeah take care of their other baby while uh, we're at the hospital reese or dog <laughs> You, uh, you won't need a white noise machine for a while though, if that's the case then, because uh, I know. Lots, lots of noise will, will be. Now, Jay, do you know what a baby shusher is? A baby shusher? I thought that was my job. <laughs> no, what Close. is a baby shusher? I, I mean, I, are they new? That's what I was wondering, basically. Those are like the funniest baby toys that I've seen on registries so far. I don't, I, that's a great, I'm sorry. I don't even know, to be honest with you, I don't, um, I've never heard of that. Oh, it's I like, just do it myself, I'm like, shh. <laughs> it's like this white noise machine that you just wind up and twist it and it just goes shh. Oh, oh is that all it is? I don't know, I have, <laughs> I have the hatch, so we just have like a regular white noise machine, but I probably suggest getting that, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. Has your house begun the conversion to a collection of Chinese plastic yet? Because that was my biggest fear, and it came true almost immediately, where every aunt, every uncle, every grandparent brings a plastic toy that, number one, your newborn can't play with anyway, but number two, over the course of their life, like my girls have dolls that they literally took out of the package, kind of shook once, put it down, never seen it again. It just goes into the playroom where it disappears for all time. You can see it behind me. Is that the playroom that you're in right now? No. This is just a room that has gotten taken over by toys. You can see my piano in there. That's what, It's a playroom because I play piano now, Jessica. Ah, there you go. <laughs> we, we haven't gotten there yet. Um, lots of clothes. Um, he hasn't, I don't know, He's. we take some toys out and kind of do like, um, you know, during like playtime or tummy time and stuff. but. Thankfully, he's not like, hey, I like this. This is cool. I want to play with it yet. Right. Um, I'm sure that'll happen, though. There's, there's there's a lot of other stuff. There's 
There's uh, towels all over the floor uh, for when he pees because you take his diaper off and he just decides he wants to go then instead yeah. of his diaper. So uh, they, <laughs> there's a lot of that kind of stuff. Boys will make heavy use of their penises. Oh, yes. my goodness. Yeah. Like, look, I can shoot it this way or if I want, I can shoot it that way. Yeah, actually. So we went to the uh, we went to the pediatrician yesterday and because uh, he's been he's been having some trouble. He's got some gas problems like every baby. And um, not only did he have a dirty diaper, as I was cleaning him off, he decided to pee, but his legs were up, so he peed on his face. Ah. So um, there's, there's, you know, and, and of course the nurse had to like leave the room and then go tell every other nurse that was mm -hmm. in the office because they all came in individually and were like, I heard we had an interesting morning um, yeah. peeing on our face and stuff like that. I'm like, great. So now we're the talk of the office. Um, so that's, yeah, that's, that's a fun one. That that's a fun one. If I so number one, I heard about the peeing on the face thing. I have some nurse friends who called me. Yeah. Uh, number two, uh, if I may make a suggestion about the playroom, if I could yes. just say this, treat it like the Supreme Court. Get get the number of toys you are comfortable with, but then before you can bring a new toy into the Supreme Court, one of the other toys has to either retire or die. Got it. So okay. That is my suggestion to you. Say, listen, you got. 30 toys or whatever. Got a lot of toys. That's great. Grandma just got you this new one. Which of your old toys needs to die? And just make them understand there's only going to ever be 30 toys at any given time. But do do I get to, to choose which toy or do I let him choose? You let him choose. You say like, go find a toy for execution. Yeah, I wouldn't use execution. I would say <laughs> retirement. This is down the road. Yeah. Got it. And that way you you don't grow because you're going to, in your brain, you're going to be like, oh, I need to get as many toys as possible so he feels loved at all times. Do not do that. They will only, it'll just be a sea of plastic that you'll hurt your feet on and it will make you resentful, as you can tell. Yeah, that that's, that's, that's great advice. I feel like I already have gone through that with my dog. Mm. So... In preparation for the baby. That's, uh, thank you, Jay. Chase yeah. tries that with my clothes. If you're going to buy new clothes, get rid of the other clothes in your closet to make room. I do all the laundry in my house, Jessica, which means I do all the folding in my house. So I know how much clothes that my wife and daughter has. And they're both, all three of them, I, they, they don't, my, okay, here's the problem. If they did their own laundry, I bet you they wouldn't do three outfits a day. But because they know I'm doing the laundry, it's like a French Paris uh, fashion show in my house at all times. As my daughters are changing outfits when they get home from school, and then they have another one to go to bed in. You don't need three outfits a day. One does outfit Jagger, a day is does fine. Does Jagger need three outfits a day? Jagger needs five outfits a day. <laughs> the way between spit ups and yeah. and urinating on everything. It's I hope you have enough newborn clothes, Jessica. <laughs> At least he's getting the chance to wear them. Well, That's what I was afraid of, actually. I, I was afraid that I was going to birth like a nine pound baby and he wouldn't fit in like any of the newborn clothes. Um, but they're actually pretty big on him. So I would I would have a, a I would have a nice pile of newborn clothes just in case. Here's all you need to do if you want newborn clothes, Jessica. Walk out and go, I need newborn clothes. And every mom. <laughs> in a hundred mile radius will come running out of their house with garbage bags full of newborn clothes to throw at you. Because I've got clothes, my wife is going through clothes right now because one of our uh, nieces is having a daughter. Mm -hmm. So we're, she's gathering up all my daughter's old clothes to bring over. It's the, the, I don't even know why they need to make new ones. We're good, uh, we're, for a planet, we're good. 
Are you getting baby fever with all these pregnant girls around you? Do you think it's time for uh, baby number four? Oh, no. No. Listen, uh, I made three babies, me, with my inferior genetics, that are all attractive, relatively stable, and able to do well in school. I don't, like, listen, if you take three shots with a uh, Russian roulette, you don't go for number four if you don't have to. My chances of making another good child are very low. I know that this is not good genes. I know that, Jessica. I got another, I got a, if I have another baby, good chance Quasimodo. <laughs> Big old hunchback, one eye over here, one eye over here. Gross. No and one that's wants totally that. fine. That would be totally okay if that were the case. No, we say that. <laughs> but we know. Like my son will go, you just say that because you're my dad. And I'll go, listen, yeah. But if you really like, if you were really ugly, I would tell you. I would want you to know that you were ugly, because you you don't want your kid to go through life thinking they're attractive and not be. So like you you know, I would go like, if you want the truth, you're a you're a five and a half. Like I would say that. Wow. I mean that's 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 not a bad score, you know. No. Well, no. I what I'm saying is he's not. My son's a solid nine. Okay. I mean he's a good looking kid. I know that, but if he were a three, I think you need to tell your kid he's a three so that he sort of adjusts in life and knows like, hey, I got to get a good personality <laughs> or I need to make a lot of money very quickly. <laughs> this is great advice, Jay. <laughs> well, okay, this is actually, well, to some degree it's advice. I tell my kids basically everything they want to know if they ask me. They have never gotten a, we'll talk about it later. If they want to know where a baby comes from, I tell them where a baby comes from. If they want to know uh, what uh, prostitution is, I tell them what prostitution is. They've never had to ask twice about this sort of stuff. I just explain it so they understand it. And they've come to me a couple of times, and this is the advice I'm going to give you. Don't do that. Because they'll say to me, Dad, I know way more than I should know at this age. Like we were talking in class and I was the only person who knew what it was. And I got to thinking, I don't think I should know that. So don't do that anymore, father. So yeah, keep your kids in the dark at all times, I guess is what do I'm saying. Do you ever lie to them about anything specific? Now, if they ask me, uh, it, like if it's something like I, I don't feel like explaining at that moment, I'll say, ask me later. But like, there's a way to explain, like if they say, where does a baby come from? I go, well, there's a seed and an egg. Daddy gives the seed to the egg and then the baby grows. And that's it. And they don't ask about the mechanics. They just go, oh, okay. And then later on, when they ask me again, they'll go, oh, I see what you meant by the seed and the egg. That makes sense now, Dad. They're probably like, sorry, I asked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, my son will often say like, you know, he'll ask me one question and then, you know, he'll go fast forward four hours later. We've gone on 65 different tangents and we've come back. So he would say, I, I, I've decided not to ask you anything after this, Dad. But yeah, I, I don't believe in lying to them ever. Because I do think, like, remember when you turned like 13 and 14 and you started to realize all the stuff that your parents told you was bullshit? Mm. And your very first thought was, oh my God, like everything's a lie. Like government, religion, the entire world is a lie. Why did you lie to me? I figured I would head that off at the past by never lying. And then when they got to be older, they would go, oh yeah, this kind of jives with everything my dad was saying. And maybe you, they- Do you find that like, um, between like your son and maybe like one of your daughters, like different questions and different things that they're asking you that you that you need to alter maybe your answers, you know? Like so 
so my my son wants to know everything about the world and my daughter wants to know a lot about the world but she's more concerned with like personal stuff like she wants to know like what my childhood was like like what my relationship with my brother was like you know stories about my childhood like she wants to know all of that and i find it more difficult than ask my son ask me like how the supreme court works because I don't want to remember my childhood if I can help it. So she'll be like, well, tell me about your mom. And I'll be like, oh, Jesus Christ. What are you, my therapist? And I'll go through and tell her as, as much as I can remember about that stuff. So she's very focused on that. And my youngest doesn't give a shit about anything I say. <laughs> she just she just wants to have fun. So she's nosy and wants to read your diary, basically. Yeah. Well, she she's very concerned with, and I not to, you know, be anti-feminist in any way I'm, I'm not but you do see the the slight difference in my son wanting to know the mechanics of the world around him and my daughter wanting to know the personalities of the world around her like how do people interact with each other whereas my son is never 100% sure if there's other people in the room you know yeah. is your son still going and doing stand-up comedy now that Shows are opening up. He was with me uh, the last two times I went. Yeah, and he's going with me on Friday. Uh, awesome. Yeah, he's he's doing well, and he's doing theater camp this summer, which I'm very excited about for him. He's doing three weeks at the Pittman Theater in uh, in Rowan. <laughs> so this is something that you know he wants to pursue because he's a teenager now. No. 13 he'll be 14 in july i don't know if it's so much that he wants to pursue theater so much as he realized that as a straight boy his chances in with girls in theater much higher he's already because, picked up on that oh he know, like he knows that you know he knows that in the the groups that he's done he's been the only or one of only two straight boys in the group so he figures hey if you're playing the odds He's bound to get a girlfriend out of that, you know, just 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 because they'll be looking around going, well, he's the only one who looks at me in any way that seems like he's attracted. So maybe I'll go with that. <laughs> Got to play the odds, Jessica. It's yeah. <laughs> smart. It's yeah. Well, you know, that's how do you think I got his mom? Play the odds. So. Uh, Let's see. I don't want to keep you guys too long because I feel like you got to go back and do you do you want a vacation already or are you just in your in your element? Like do you love this? No, a little bit of both. I <laughs> I'm I am I'm loving the whole thing. It's yeah. but it is life changing and and obviously it is and you can get all the advice and 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 people can tell you what to do, um, you know, and and nothing prepares you for it. Yeah. Absolutely. Has anyone been in the house helping? What's that? Has anyone been at the house helping? Yeah, my parents. Uh, my parents have come a couple times um, to either watch the baby while I get housework done, or uh, to let me and uh, and my husband nap um, while you know they watch the baby and they get the housework done. Um, but I'm very I I need I don't like clutter, so this is this is like really bad for me. <laughs> it's giving me a little bit of anxiety. So I'm constantly either doing a load of laundry or, you know, doing the dishes or picking up after, you know, everyone. Um, so it's tough. This is, it's, it's very, I think the last time I was on the podcast with you guys, you asked me, which was the, which was the toughest trimester. And I said the, the trimester I was in, which was the third, I lied. There's a fourth trimester apparently, 
and this is the toughest one yeah it is it's just so difficult you don't they don't tell you they don't tell you do you feel pressured to put like only good stuff on social media and all like do you do you go on facebook and put like do you ever go on facebook and go i'm so tired i should have never done this i love my child but if i could just get three months away from them is to relax i would take it you know i'm not one to really post personal stuff anyway to begin yeah. with um i think i've posted maybe like two maybe three pictures of, of jagger so, which actually is a lot now that i think about it since he's only two weeks old um but uh, I, I get it, and I've already said stuff like that to to my friends who who have kids, so yeah. they get it too. You know, it, it's I don't know. It's I understand what you're, what, you're, what you're saying. Um, well, I, I just I feel like my wife will do that. Like you know, when we go if we go on vacation, like the post the pictures that she posts are all of the smiling pictures. Right. You know, it's not the seven hours that my youngest was crying because she didn't get to go on the ride that she wants, which I get, you don't want to share that with people. I just didn't know if there was a pressure with your generation that I, I obviously don't feel because I'm from a generation that didn't do that. So right. I'll tell you how shitty everything is if you ask me. <laughs> so I didn't know if like you at your age felt like I need to present this happy image to the world. Right, um, no, I don't I don't feel that way. And, and, and like I said, maybe it's just because I don't um, post personal, you know, a lot of personal things on social media. I think one thing that got to me though, um, was the whole breastfeeding thing. Like that I feel is a big, uh, a big thing that a lot of people pressure you on because you know, it's, it's, it's natural, it's organic. You have to, you know, you have to feed your baby this. Um, and I'll be up, I'll, I'm going to be forward. Um, I, it didn't work and he's formula fed two weeks. He's formula fed and there's nothing I could do. That's where I felt pressure. Really? Yeah, that's where I felt the pressure. Yeah, yeah. And I, I don't you know, know why, but well, I can tell you. Just when we had the lactation consultant come in, and uh, I don't want to say it's a cult, but you know, mm -hmm. I I was worried she was going to whip one out and start feeding me, like during <laughs> the like like everything can be solved by it. Like honestly, if you breastfeed your car, it can just run on clean energy. And you just felt like, I don't know if it could solve every problem, like you're saying. It's it's all right. I would, I would, well, one thing I would tell you, I was a formula baby. I don't know if that changes your mind at all. Like, I don't I know. I was if... a formula baby. So. Okay. All right. Good. So <laughs> yeah. my mom said she, I wouldn't latch either. Yeah. There's, there's that. I, I mean, I saw three different consultants in the hospital and they all told me I would have I would have a problem with it. Um, thank God I didn't spend a lot of money on a pump because I tried that too and that didn't work out uh, well either. And I, I had a breakdown. I got, you know, my mom had to talk me off the ledge and now it, it's not a big deal. I'm going to be spending uh, a lot of money on formula. <laughs> so it is, it is what it is, you know. Um, well, I can tell but, you my, my brother was on a meat formula because they were worried he was going to be undersized and he grew to be 6'7". So, meat, whatever they tell you, they don't know what they're doing. Uh, well, I, I should say that. Doctors know what they're doing. Listen to doctors, everybody. That said, all the advice that everybody else feels the need to give you at all times of the day right. and night, it's just love your baby and it'll all work out. There's a great Irish proverb. Every baby is born with a loaf of bread under its arms, meaning it'll figure it out. Don't worry how you're going to feed the baby. You'll just do it because that's what you do because you love your kid. I, I do have a question, Jay. Yeah. Will I ever sleep at oh. some point? 
ever. Yeah, no, you you will, yeah. and okay. <laughs> uh, it, it will be glorious. I, I will say, the that you're gonna have to fight and guard your sleep, and I I don't mean this in like like a funny way. I mean like kids and your husband and the people around you will think because you're a mom it's your job to wake up and deal with stuff you know and uh as much as i'd like to say that that is the case it isn't you know like there needs to be a balance there all through your life because the kids will try to wake you up like if the kids wake up at five o'clock and you wake up at seven they're going to come in and wake you up and you have to set the the boundary of no you know when they're four or five and six you there's tv there's ipad do not come into this room and wake me up until I wake up and put that fear into them because otherwise it's the equivalent of, you know how they say like when you're on a plane, you got to put the oxygen on the uh, yourself before the kid because right. everybody thinks you have to do the kid first because that's the nice thing to do, but you'll pass out and then neither the kid nor you will get any oxygen because you passed out because you didn't take care of yourself first. That, that is the metaphor for the rest of your life. It doesn't make you a jerk. To, to claim aspects of your life that are yours, right? And I need my eight hours or mommy's a bitch or whatever you need. Sure. I need my six, I need my eight, I need my nine. And the kids will figure it out. They won't think you're a terrible person. They'll just go, hey, you know what? We woke up a little early. Let's not go wake up mom. And I think you need to do that. Because the more you try to accommodate everybody, which is what a mom does, the worse your life gets and then you explode and it becomes a whole thing. So stake out who your life is, what your life is. So I'll sleep in about four or five years. Oh yeah, it'll be four years. <laughs> okay, <Yeah>. okay. <laughs> no, no, you know what? The baby will actually start falling, like sleeping through the night, depending on the kid in six to months to a year. So, you know, you'll, you'll get four to five hours at a clip until about yeah. a year in. And you'll realize it's funny because you, you start walking around and you go, uh, oh man, my dad was miserable. I'll never be like that. And then you go, oh, I get why my dad, I want to call my dad and apologize to him for yelling at him for being miserable because yeah. it's a hard thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's it, it, Jessica sleep, sleep now. <laughs> I already can't sleep. I was up at like 4 a.m. Just, I went in red. Yeah. <laughs> Are you using a pregnancy pillow now that you have a bump? I just have a ton of pillows, so yeah there's no shortage of pillows on the bed okay but that's what's good, like yeah. the thing that you were most stressed about in your third trimester that you're like that was stupid why did i worry about it Ooh, that's that's a good question um oh my gosh probably so at the end of your third trimester you'll go to the doctor like once a week mm -hmm. for checkups and stuff like that and yeah. i know with on you know i stress about like like the smallest little things in general in life and i know like one of the that's what makes you a good producer yeah <laughs> that's true actually. someone's gotta worry about it yeah um i know one of the things that i was always worried about was going into the ultrasounds and like them not being able to find the heartbeat or them being like oh you know like something like so extreme like that that now i'm like why did I stress myself out? Because those were sleepless nights for me, like knowing, okay, I'm going to the doctor like the next day. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I wouldn't get, I wouldn't be able to get anything done. I don't know. So maybe, I mean, I'm sure you're not in that mindset. That should, that was just me being kind of wacky. And um, I don't know, going to a place that I didn't need to go to, I guess, but it's just scary, you know, especially when the baby's born, like you forget 
that, um, you know, there's like that five to 10 seconds that the baby comes out of you and there's no crying, but you forget that they're not crying. And you're like, why, why are they not crying? What's wrong with my baby? Uh, so just don't stress period. That's, that's really, that's really what I have to say. Everything will work out, you know, by your third trimester, if you're healthy, you're going to continue to be healthy. The baby's going to continue to be healthy. Just keep doing what you're doing. Don't stress because when the baby's here, then, then you'll stress. <laughs> Trust <laughs> me. <laughs> think about this. Think about all the idiots in the world that have babies and they just raise them and there's no problem. That is so terrible. That has what is, that's what I've said to myself this yeah. entire time. Yeah. It's true. Like literally anyone can do this. It's fine. Like, you know, those people that were hoarding gas a few weeks ago by like pouring gasoline into like actual yeah. garbage cans and stuff. They have kids. <laughs> like they managed to have a baby and raise it. And they're yeah. pouring gasoline into a plastic trash bag and putting it in the back of their SUV. And they have children that have survived. But like, you can't get dumber than those people. Like there's no level of dumb lower than that and they have children, you'll be fine. Thanks. And on that note. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> One thing I do, I do wanna say, don't overpack for the hospital and also ask for extra of everything when you're in the hospital, postpartum, like when the baby's there, like they'll give you diapers, they'll, they give, will. You, they'll give you everything and they'll give you stuff for yourself. Like after like, you give birth, like they'll- mom diapers? Like, what's that? <laughs> Like mom diapers? Yes, actually, yes. Hospital <laughs> underwear and diapers for yourself are so amazing. What, what about a what about a couple of Percocets? Uh, I don't know about that. I'm just saying, it was Jessica. section. Jessica, maybe just uh, just, ask. just ask. I mean, what's that? You can't say harm and ask. Can't hurt. Just say, how about how about just just just, just, scosh, just a, a low dose. A low dose. I need just give me the extended release. Uh, all right. Well, let's get let's get Kristen back to her life, uh, and uh, I thanks so much for joining us on this. I I I know that my first two weeks, if I had to like, and I was a dad, like I said, parent adjacent. Um, if I had to come into a podcast, I wouldn't be able to do it. But here you are. You look great. Thank you. You, you are. I know you're probably worried, but you're absolutely coherent and understandable. Like I know you're like I haven't slept in nine days. I don't <laughs> yeah, know like, what I'm even saying. Yeah. You did great, Kristen. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much. This was fun. It was good to talk to you guys. Oh, the Thank most important thing I forgot to tell you guys, uh, 17,680 followers now, Jessica. Wow. I, I, I mean, the baby stuff, sure. But the people want to know where I'm at Twitter-wise. I mean, way to make quarantine productive. Mm -hmm. Congratulations, yeah. guys. That's it awesome. Was, it's I'm, I'm building up. I don't know what I'm going to do with it, but I'm building up. My agent said it's important, so here we go. All right, guys. Thanks. And Jessica, are you plugging anything? Should we go to Jessica Nut on Twitter? Yeah. What's my go to Pork Roll Mafia to Pork Roll Mafia? <laughs> Is that really your name now? <laughs> to follow me on Peloton. <laughs> are you on Peloton? At yes. Okay. Uh, no, nothing majorly serious to plug, but sorry my last minute plugs aren't as funny as yours <laughs> no i they're hilarious i was very excited about pork roll mafia is that against that. the taylor ham people yep <laughs> i don't even know those people listen to me if you're a taylor ham person and you're listening i don't want your business D delete this podcast right now you're not allowed to listen we're only pork roll people here 
agree. Pork yeah. roll. P R F. That's pork roll forever. Thank you. New name of the podcast. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks. You're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen.